You cultist. I'm Mikey. The stands are evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have Lights. Uh, so Lights is the second story in the Wicker saga, the first one being the Wicker House, which we tackled a couple of weeks ago, which is by Shadow Swimmer 77. And it's sort of their long running series of stories that are uh standalone stories but interconnected um you can check it out at creeppost.wiki and otherwise i'm going to dive into a rundown for this one uh so david comes to in darkness finding himself completely immobilized and numb on his back with flashes of memory swirling his head did you say flashes of memory flashes did i heard flashes flashes. okay Uh, um with flashes of memory swirling in his head He fears he may have gotten into a car crash and been paralyzed at this point. Then intense light appears from everywhere and nowhere. And in his state, he is unable to shield his eyes, like even blink or anything like that, from the painful environment he finds himself in. Uh, That's when a figure approaches him, appearing to be Sarah, his off and on girlfriend that he's been seeing at a local bar. Uh, She begins speaking to him able to read his thoughts, and reveals that she is in fact an alien and that they have been watching him for some time because he has a special genetic sequence few humans have and which is necessary for humanity to develop to fight off some darkness or some dark force in the future. Uh, However, that process is taking too long and they decided to accelerate things as a large scary machine comes into view. Uh, Sarah apologizes, stating that ex- the extraction point or the extraction process is very painful and that she isn't actually Sarah. Uh, Sarah is, in fact, in the next room over. Not Sarah then departs and lets the machine do its work. Uh, David is pain, <laughs> like just racked with the most terrible pain he has ever imagined in this pro- as this process proceeds. Um, and in his pain... Um, he notices that the source, he actually notices the source of the lights um, that were like blinding him and and, like causing his initial pain. (laughs) Uh, There's two globes getting closer and closer. And then dot, 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 Sarah yells to David uh, to watch out for the oncoming truck as Sarah and David are in David's truck and he's drifted off to the opposing lane. He manages to swerve out of the way and they miss the semi careening past. And at that point, David pulls over and like tries to calm himself and then console Sarah, who's in the passenger seat. Uh, it is then that Sarah reveals that she's pregnant with David's child, and the two just sort of tearfully rejoice and like that they're alive <laughs> from this uh, near crash and that they're going to be starting a, a new family together. Uh, Rain begins falling over their truck as David feels their child is going to be something special. Finn! (laughs) So, I suppose we shall move on to... Everyone tolerates the Grand Inquisitions! 
at this point. Uh, I've got a couple. So I'm going to start off with this one here. Um, so no formatting whatsoever. It's just the name comes to me from somewhere out of the recesses of my mind. That's right. Her name is Sarah. We've been hooking up for a while, but really only started getting serious a couple of months ago. Then in italics, was she with me? Then not italics. I try to move, but can't. With, with dawning horror, I realize I can't, feel, I can't even feel my limbs. In italics. Oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. No, 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 no. I cannot, I cannot be paralyzed. Jesus, did I get into a car crash? Did I break my fucking neck? No, no, no. This can't be, this can't. God, this, this can't be happening. So, okay. This entire story is, is done up as an inner monologue and with inner dialogue here and there in the story. And that's great. Like, I like that idea. Like, I like the way it was going with that. Except Whoa. it uses italics. <laughs> and I know how we feel about italicized. Does anybody else have, like, any other way of, like, fixing that? Or, like, you, like, or, or are you guys fine with the italicized um, dialogue here? I mean, you know me. I love myself some italics, man. I, I know. They're just the best. Well, that's why I'm bringing this up. It's because, like... Yeah, this t- this story is technically <laughs> this entire story is technically in this guy's head, and then we go one 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 level deeper as he has his own he has an inner monologue telling the story, and then he has an inner dialogue in the story that's italicized to differentiate. Yeah. Um, and I'm just wondering, like, is it okay the way it is, or like, because like for some, part of me was like sort of bugged by it, but like I don't know how else to, you would differentiate it. Uh, well, in normal writing, the way that I personally like doing thoughts is putting them in brackets. But then if you did that, the entire story would be in brackets because the meat and potatoes of the story is the thoughts, but not the spoken thoughts, I guess, is what the rest of it is. The italics. Yeah. So what if what if like the brackets just went around whenever he's speaking in his mind, like in the story? So, like, the rest of it's monologue, inner monologue, but, like, then we have this inner dialogue stuff, like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, no, 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 it keeps going. Um, like, what if that's all, those ones where it's, like, actually italicized, what if those are bracketed? It would pop a lot better. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, did you guys have any issue while reading the story to, like, differentiating between, like, that he was, like, thinking his dialogue versus, like, when when Sarah was saying it? Yeah. No. Well, I'll just read what I'm going to say in my first grammar thing because my I'm basically going to be talking about right at the start where it says flat on my back, awake in total darkness. Where am I? What the hell happened to me? My memories are muggy. Blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah. And um, like the where am I part is italics, and the flat on my back isn't, and then memories are are not italics. Either way, um. What I basically wrote down is maybe I'm becoming acclimated to the creepy pasta dot fan- fandom font, or because the sentence of italics is set down on its own line. But I noticed this one was italics right away, and for how the story went, it was good to know right off the bat to keep an eye out for italics. So I was like ever vigilant for italics the entire time. So it didn't screw up with you at all. No. Okay. However, I did think it was weird how this story is there's thoughts 
that are happening right now. And then there's italicized thoughts that are happening right now. And then it goes back to normal thoughts that are happening right now. They're just slightly Mm -hmm. different. And like, I get that the non-italics are descriptions to paint the scene and the italics are quote unquote speech. But Mm -hmm. if like, technically the entire story should be in italics because it's all thought. I mean, (laughs) yes and no, because like it, this is, Again, like every writer yeah. does, a different has its own their own like style to writing yeah. and stuff like that. So, Mikey, yeah. you had something. Sorry, I think the the main reason why we're not as perturbed by the italics is because when he does italics, it's in its own section. Yeah. Like he breaks yeah. them out so that it's not just mid paragraph suddenly it's italics. It's this paragraph is italics, so it's clearly him talking to himself in his thoughts. Okay, yeah. It's usually just like a line or two, so it's not a huge block of italics that you're reading. So all the yeah. blocks are just normal font. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I did notice the yeah, like I like now that I'm I'm now noticing it for some fucking stupid reason. Um that like yeah, every time like there's a dialogue or, or like uh, or even like this thought process, yeah, it's it's brought down mm-hmm. um a line. So mm-hmm. it like helps to differentiate it from like what's going on. So it's actually relatively clean it's just yeah the our my, my knee-jerk reaction to italicized stuff is just like oh god <laughs> yeah however it's done relatively well in this <laughs> given the circumstances yeah uh okay in that case i shall move on to my last grammar inquisition <laughs> that i have anyway um Finally, I identified its source. Two spheres burning like miniature suns at eye level. They float closer, so close that I can't see anything else. Close enough to burn. Close enough to... David, watch out! Sarah's scream startles me, and I swerve, narrowly avoiding an oncoming semi. Somehow, I must have drifted lanes. So, there's nothing technically wrong with this segue from, like, the... The alien abduction thing to suddenly like back uh, reality check with the uh, with David uh, with uh, Sarah screaming and such. But I did feel like maybe an ellipses could uh, like at the end of close enough to and then like dot 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 and then it cuts down a line to David watch out like it is. Um, I don't know if this is the, the, a lot. My stuff might just be nitpicking because <laughs> it's just like I I got what the process what what was happening was like. His his thought process was cut short because of the scream, or because of the uh, the 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 the, uh, the warning being shouted at him. But I mean, maybe a dot, maybe the ellipses would help as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because otherwise that sentence doesn't really end. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just sort of drifts off because, or it's cut short because he's flashing back to reality. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it also kind of like it, it kind of jars the the reader too, because suddenly this isn't about uh, a suddenly this isn't an alien abduction. He's been driving. <laughs> so that's the whole Which, point. It's, it's supposed yeah. to be jarring the reader. No, I, I understand, and so that's why I'm kind of like why I'm sort of nitpicky is like maybe it needs a, the ellipses, but maybe not. <laughs> like I'm sort of wishy washy about it. <laughs> yeah, because if it ellipses, then you know that something's about to happen. Yeah. But without it, uh, it you could read it and think, okay, well, they're missing a period. I'll just write that down and then continue. Yeah. 
but then you read down and it's like david watch it what sarah screams and then it cuts to the whole like the whole truck uh avoidance thing i was like oh oh okay mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um see i could i guess i could t- <laughs> i guess at the end of the day i could take it or leave it like it could it could be fine the way it is but it could also maybe have an ellipses at the end of that uh, close enough to <laughs> but then you wouldn't kind of i guess that would soften the uh the jarring of the reader, which you kind of want in this instance, because this entire thing is about an experience, a very jarring experience. Yeah. <laughs> and it adds to the immersion level of it. <laughs> Do like um, some immersion. Indeed. But honestly, that's that's all I've got for Grammar Inquisition. So, Mikey, the East Ends for Evil. Alright. Uh, I have a Conjunction Junction. Alright. And next stop, Conjunction Junction. It's so hard to remember. It feels like I'm coming off the worst hangover ever. It seems like she should be familiar. It's Sarah. It feels as though every nerve in my body has been simultaneously lit on fire. And the child. And... Although I'm sure it's a thought all parents have, I just can't shake the feeling that this kid is going to be something special. Ben. Okay, I, I definitely, heard, much like how Gamer heard me say, um, uh, what, what did you hear me say? Like when I when I said flashback, it was flashback. Uh, flashback. Somewhere, yeah. It was a long <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I'm, I guess I, I guess I can't delete. I guess I can't get rid of that uh, that correction now because I'm bringing it up here. But uh, like like how Gamer brought that up, um, I definitely heard you say, and I can't shake this filling. <laughs> Just like a loose filling that's like kind of stuck in your mouth. I, I wasn't thinking of that. I was thinking more like like donut filling. <laughs> like, okay. Like the pastry filling. Gotcha. For some reason. Oh it's like God. hanging off the donut. And it's like kind of yeah. gross. You just wanted it to fall off so you can continue eating the donut. Yeah, it's like really, or it's just leaking out of a out of a seam somewhere on him because yeah. <laughs> he's full of filling. Ah, oh, God. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Um, also, yeah, that's that, that you can't really get much of a story from that aside from like, uh, I remember it. This this horrible feeling. It was Sarah. Yeah, and then there was the child that was burning bright. Or yeah, that was burning pain all across my body. <laughs> like holy fire. shit. Yeah, it's like. What what's going on? Is this like maybe this maybe the person is Sarah? <laughs> like and she's like speaking in the third person to herself and like she's pregnant, hence why and like it's that's why it's the child and it's like hurting all over because she's basically giving birth. <laughs> maybe. That again, like a very jarring experience <laughs> suddenly. <laughs> yeah. Or it could be an allegory your your uh your your conjunction junctions like stitched together story is like this is actually the experience of like postpartum depression sort of like kicking in like right as the baby's being born and such. But uh maybe. Yeah, otherwise yeah, the, <laughs> that is a fractured story <laughs> narrative. And for those unaware, <laughs> Mikey does these conjunction junctions uh to highlight all of these sentences in a story that start with words that they shouldn't. Like it's ands or buts because there's generally better words to start sentences with. Unless it's dialogue than whatever. Which, I mean, <laughs> this entire story is technically a monologue in this guy's head. 
Which is not a but dialogue. <laughs> it's a monologue. It is a monologue is a dialogue. It's just uh, a, a one way. It's just, it's just it. a one way. <laughs> a monologue, by definition, is really just a one way dialogue. I like know. you're not you're not having a conversation with somebody. You're telling somebody something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. I also for like for the point of the story, yeah, like this is a narr- a story that's being written and stuff like that. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it sends her butts. I'm going to allow it this time. <laughs> hmm. And. I suppose that's the end of your grammar inquisition, Mikey. Yep. So we shall move on to gamer. I go. The first one I talked about. Um. And done. <laughs> no. Sorry. No. Uh, I just have to read uh, my little note on this note just to make sure I say it right. Hang on. Yep. All right. So this quote. Incredibly, rather than subsiding the pain, only intensifies until there is nothing else. So, um, the way it's read, because there's no break in it, I read it as I mm. just read it, as mm. incredibly, yeah. rather than subsiding the pain, where it's supposed to be incredibly, rather than subsiding, the pain only intensifies there, until <laughs> there's nothing oh. else. So it needs a comma after yeah. subsiding. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, the, the, the pain subsides, and then he's still in pain. <laughs> yeah. It's like phantom pains. <laughs> and now I'm done. Okay. Um, then I suppose we'll move on to actual thoughts. <clears throat> and I'm going to start with... The, well, first of all, I'm going to start with the image. Because um, this one does have a little bit... Have a, have a little image. Um, honestly, it, it seems fine, especially like where it's it's at the top of the story. And it's just like a close-up of a, guy, of a person's face, specifically their eye. And the background behind the face is like completely black. And honestly, that's a that's a great image, just like for the start of the story, because yeah, he's um, on his back in pure darkness. <laughs> does that image seem feminine to you, though? I mean, it it can be. I I think there's not enough detail. There's not. It's it's close up enough that it could be a guy or a girl. I that's honestly true. felt it was feminine the first time I saw it, but I don't know. I think it's just the close upness of it. You're right. Yeah. Or maybe it's Sarah in the other room. <laughs> maybe. Also, another option for a uh, a picture for this would just be like a blank white square. <laughs> it's just like yeah. blinded by light. You can't see shit. Or even like, yeah, a, a blank white sta- like like screen or image. And then maybe like a very fuzzy figure, like kind of like how like it, where like the light is like feathering over the like around the outlines of it and stuff. Mm. Yeah. A halo effect around it. Yeah, aura. yeah. Um, and then my next, my my first actual like story bit I want to touch on here is is this one here. Screams a sexy little brunette leaning over a pool table. It seems like she should be familiar, Sarah. And I just sweat nervously. Uh, it, this wasn't my story, guys. I swear. Oh, you sure? <laughs> yeah. You sure about that? Because I quoted the same thing, <laughs> and my my thing to say on that, like, huh? Yeah, no, I was just like, yeah, you, you you have the same exact same quote, and then like in brackets, like I have in brackets, sweats nervously. You have in brackets, uh, eyes cultists suspiciously. <laughs> yeah, or what I actually wrote down was, you did this, <laughs> like like the like the guy from uh, from Jaws, like you did this. <laughs> Then in brackets the after that, I wrote, "This is where in meat space I would like look at cultists and point for dramatic effect, but I can't do that." <laughs> yeah, we're still all all at our 
uh, resident domiciles. Yeah. Speaking over the internets. So one day, one day we'll be able to meet back in Space and see how we've changed over like three years. <laughs> going to be jacked as fuck. Yep. I'm just going to be massive. <laughs> a shog off <laughs> in a robe. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, and uh, at that point, uh, Mikey will just be, he will have evolved into his next form. <laughs> It's actually a lot smaller. It's just like a head with with horns. Yeah, it's way more efficient, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that uh, that self deprecating uh, humor aside, yeah. let's uh, I'll move on to my next uh, my next quote here. Um, uh, sorry, I'm so, like flabbergasted by how that got me. <laughs> um, the pain hits like a sledgehammer to the back of my skull. It feels as though every nerve in my body has been simultaneously lit on fire. Incredibly, rather than subsiding, the pain only intensifies until there is nothing else. I become pain. Can't scream. Can't. Can't think. Can't. I'm awake. 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 Wake. 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 No. The wake. The woman. The woman in white. So... (laughs) Reading this part, I was kind of left with a bunch of questions. <laughs> um, First off, like it's when he's talking about yeah, the yes. wake, is he talking about the town or uh, <laughs> exactly? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, like that was my first my, my first quote is like, so this is all like, like previously we we get that like he, there's a bunch of these like flashing images and memories and stuff in it, uh, going through his head as he's like experiencing this seemingly alien abduction. Um, and then like as he's getting pain, like, is this another like rapid succession of like memories that are flashing through his mind as he's like suffering this massive pain. And so is he recalling the wake as in the, 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 the slang term for Arthur's wake, the town from the wicker saga series or the wicker saga. Um, like the, it seems to be the prominent, I, I believe it's the prominent town in the wicker saga. I could be off because we've only read like two or three stories so far at this point. <laughs> um, or or is it just like him continuing to panic and like shorten awake like constantly um but like the way it's separated from like wake 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 no the wake it sounds like he's like suddenly seeing an image of the wake as in his hometown maybe um and then it says the woman and then the woman in white and it's like who is this woman in white um like is it sarah is it some other entity within Arthur's wake that we haven't privy to, or is it, maybe we have seen her? Maybe this is the uh, the wife of uh, of uh, of the uh, that that uh, of the Wicker House. Oh yeah, of of Mister. W- maybe this. Maybe the woman in white is Mrs. Wicker. Maybe David. Do we did we get a name for the narrator from the from the Wicker story? Uh, that that pretentious the, that very pretentious like eighties right like horror writer uh, that's like. Speaking in an audio dialogue, is is David in fact that guy? I don't know. This guy was not thinking as uh, flowery, so I'd say no. This dude's a trucker. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like I was, I was I, again, like I was curious. Like we, this the story's all about just sort of like, um, it, it's so short. We're not getting a whole lot of context to things. <laughs> we're just kind of getting. It almost seems like a teaser or a, a potential teaser for future stories that we we may read in the saga. Um, at least I hope so, because I'd like to know what, what the hell's going on. 
especially by the end of the story. <laughs> um, since apparently these aliens are preparing, or are, are th- these these entities are preparing humanity to develop faster, so that they can uh, withstand the the this oncoming darkness that is plaguing them. Like, what is this darkness? I want to know about that. <laughs> um. This story left me with so many questions like, would you like to know more? It's like, yes! Where's the button to hit more? Yeah. Uh, but I digress. I'll move on to my next quote and comments. Um, so this is when like he snaps back to reality and oops, there goes gravity. <laughs> Fuck. Uh and like he's in the he's in the truck with uh with Sarah and like they're sort of like recovering from like their near-death experience. And then Sarah blurts out, I'm pregnant. She blurts out, oh, God, I, I didn't mean to tell you like this, but I'm sorry, David. I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I wanted to wait until I had decided. But we almost just died, and dot, dot, dot. Words, failed her, or words fail her, and tears start to run down her face. Her hair must, mascara running. She's never looked more beautiful. Hey, I reach out and gently wrap her in a hug. It's okay. We're in this together. I'm here. And so at this point, like as like when he snaps out of uh, like snaps out of the the uh, the alien abduction thing, and suddenly like well, those bright lights for the truck, and like suddenly he's having to swerve and stuff of like that, like that that whole situation. I went and and then it got to this point. I was like, oh, so that's what the aliens were up to. That's what they meant by speeding up the process, basically. Like, and like, because they said earlier, Sarah was in the other room, right? So, like, and like, they were extracting his his gene sequences. So they basically, like, so so either so at this point, I was like, so they maybe sped up the process in in that they seeded her with his gene to like basically get accelerate the um. Uh, the offspring and like uh, basically uh, accelerate the uh, the generational uh, process. Um, or <laughs> my my uh, my other uh, theory that kind of came to mind as they were in the truck uh, counseling one another and like being it was revealed that she was pregnant and stuff was this entire story all a delusion David was struck with when Sarah chose to tell him in the car while he was driving that she was pregnant moments prior in the car, like before the truck even like showed up, like he sort of went into shock and a fantasy involving alien abducting and all that, like the lights were, were always the trucks coming up ahead from like, uh, from like, uh, from like oncoming traffic in his, and in, and that was how his, his state, his current state of mind filtered. That was like that. They were just these intense bright lights that were coming at him. I've I've actually been told uh, from from some uh, from some fathers in the past that that kind of like reality shock and jarringness when you're told that you're going to be a father uh, can can be really like unexpected and like mentally like 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 a big mental punch. <laughs> so part of me kind of likes the idea that like this entire thing was just a. Uh, was just him re- like recessing back into his mind as he was like t- coming to grips that the fact that he was going to be a father. <laughs> yeah. And like when Sarah says like 
I didn't want to tell you, like, uh, I didn't mean to tell you like this, like this. I'm sorry, David, like, and stuff of like that. What if like she had told him like, yeah, moments before, like the truck was coming up so that like, that's when everything started. Like that's when all this, like why his head was swimming, why he was numb and why he suddenly had this, like this self-constructed fantasy of being alien abducted. And like, they were taking his genes and putting it into her to speed up some process to save humanity from a darkness. And then, okay, and oh, uh, Sarah shouts, and then he snaps back to reality, and yeah, he's going to be a father. <laughs> like, part of me likes that idea. Part of me wants the supernatural element. Like, a, a majority wants the, the 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 alien theory, like the actual alien setup to be real. But part of me likes this idea of this story being just a mi- piece of microfiction of coping of of a guy coping with the fact that he's about to be a, that he's going to be a father when his girlfriend tells him that she's pregnant, <laughs> and because that's sort of like a uh, like that's sort of that that's a horror uh, in a way because it's like a very surreal like sensation that you get sometimes from again from what I've been told from friends that have found out they were going to be fathers. <laughs> And I, so, I would agree with you. However, mm-hmm. she does blatantly say, um, I didn't want to say it like this, but we almost just died. Like The reason that she said it was because of the near-death experience with the car crash. That's true. But that could also be taken that, like, maybe she did say something, like, right before... And then they got into the accident, and then she's just sort of like discombobulated about from the whole experience of almost dying. So she's like, kind of just like word set, like she's just sort of like saying a bunch of things, like, "Oh God, I didn't mean to tell you like this, but I'm sorry, David. I, I, uh, yeah, wasn't sure what I was going to say until I decided, and then she decided to tell him like prior, but then and then the whole like, but we almost just died, and the like that's her like like sort of like still like just kind of her like thoughts to words sort of uh, speaking. So like Where she's just like rapid fire. So yeah. like prior the part we haven't seen, maybe she was like being yeah. coy about it and like just giving like very obvious hints, but not straight up saying it. And that, mm-hmm. but it was enough that he it clicked enough for him to go into a daze. And then yeah. after the fact, she just blatantly says it, and then said then after the fact says, "I didn't want to say it like that," but yeah, and then. Yeah, then or or it could just be aliens. <laughs> it could just be that this so was you're all not like saying aliens, aliens, but it's aliens. I'm not. Yeah, as I, I I pull the hood over, I pull the hood off me off my head and reveal that I am a penguin with with uh with with the with the frazzy hair of that aliens guy. <laughs> yes, of course. Just uh just to combine an old in joke with a with a with a popular meme <laughs> why was it you were a penguin you guys kept saying based off the title card art from like earlier episodes oh, that like i apparently am a your penguin sleeves, uh, your hands didn't pop out of your sleeves all the time so when it was just your sleeves there they were like a penguin sort of flipper shape i think and and the way the the way the slit is underneath my um like underneath like the the exposed part of where the hood is like where it kind of goes down where like the little um, brooches are, it it kind of looked like a beak. Like I'm always looking down. Yeah, that's right. That's I think that's where it came from. I remember. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um. Uh, that that that's just something that came to mind. Well, like when it got to the end here, I was like, oh, that's what the aliens meant. Or is it this more mundane thing? <laughs> 
I mean, I want it to be the alien thing, but the the mundane thing is also rather interesting, like for the story as a whole. Mm-hmm. It makes it kind of a little bit more like it, it's taking a mundane if that is in fact the case like i mean it could just be aliens in fact it probably is but like the mundane aspect is interesting because it's a mundane thing but is taken very surreal like we're going we go through this surreal and scary experience of alien abduction that is actually just his inner mind coping with the fact that he's about to be a father (laughs) or that he is now a new he's going to be a new father so um but I will let that ruminate a little bit more in people's heads as I move on to my ne- my last actual thought. Um, and although I'm sure it's a thought all parents have, I just can't shake the feeling that this kid is going to be something special. And that, that's the end of the story. And this was a, an interesting little micropasta. And part of me really hopes that there, this has some more momentum or continuation in later in, in some later wicker saga stories. Like you call this, maybe we get to, s- by the way. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's maybe not. Yeah. It's about like, okay. Maybe, maybe micro pasta is bad. Maybe it's a mini pasta. Yeah. It's only like three pages long. Um, <laughs> like a micro pasta is usually about a paragraph or so. Yeah. Uh, a mini pasta. Like this is a pretty short pasta. Yes. Um, it's an appetizer, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and it didn't. I, I'm at this weird liminal state after I was finished reading this because I was fine with the way it ends. Like it, it's it's a short and sweet story. Uh, it, it got what it, it got the. It, it kind of got some of the horror and fear that you it wanted to it wanted to get out there. But the some of the out of context stuff that we're not getting, like the woman in white and stuff like that, and then like this darkness that these aliens are preparing humans for. I want to know more. <laughs> so I, I just kind of hope that this story, like maybe we get, maybe we see the child in a later story, um, getting prepped for dealing with this darkness. Uh, I don't know. Like maybe that's something that will happen in the future in the Wicker Saga stories. Like we'll know what this dark presence is. Yeah. It, it does um, kind of sound like this story is a primer for things to come. Yeah. It mm-hmm. feels like a teaser for something. Yeah. Um, that's honestly what it feels like. Uh, and like I could honestly like I'm in this weird space where I could take it or leave it as as it is right now. Like it could be a standalone and just like tell the story that it was telling and then be finished. But the way it ends off is like, yeah, like we said, like it, it could be a teaser for something more. And I want to see that. I would like to see that story if it is in fact something that's happening mm-hmm. in the uh, the Wicker Saga. Well, so, well my interest has been peaked. <laughs> Well, good news, because if you look at the comments for this, they're spoilers that it's tied to another story. See, that's why I didn't look at the comments. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yay! Yeah! (laughs) Uh, I'm excited then, even further, that this is sort of a primer for another story. Um, But yeah, that's that's honestly my actual thoughts. Uh, It's a short and sweet story, so... Uh, Mikey D stands for evil. Since you were already kind of going on on something about the comments and stuff, uh, take it away. <laughs> well, I mean, he's taking away because it's his turn, not because he was just talking. Yeah, I was using it as a segue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and apparently I crashed and burned. <laughs> so let's start here with my first thought and the whole pregnancy drop. Uh, to me. 
uh, that feels too sudden. Uh, because, like, we just have this sequence where there's supposedly an alien uh, basically updating or evolving his DNA to help the evolution go faster, and then suddenly there's a revelation that his on-and-off girlfriend is pregnant, but that, to me, seems too uh, quick. like. Basically, the alien happened, and then his girl's pregnant, which means that they potentially did the deed before the alien even intervened. I can, yes and no. Or <laughs> aliens. Um, yeah. Alien yeah. tech. <laughs> they just ex- <laughs> accelerate. They, said, they even stated their alien tech was far superior to our own, like we wouldn't even be able to comp- uh, comprehend it. So... Gamer, do you have any elaboration on that, or can I elaborate on that? You're already elaborating, so you can elaborate. Well, because like that was your. Co- I, I, had no, I had a different idea, uh, a different approach to it. But like, it's, you're the already alien talking. Your Just idea. go. Okay, <laughs> fine. fine. <laughs> so yeah, like either like to kind of piggyback off of uh, Gamer's theory here, um, the aliens use their super tech to accelerate the process and maybe like fudge their memory a little bit so that like, Oh yeah, no, we've been, we've, uh, I've been pregnant for like a few months, <laughs> like sort of thing. So it's like instantaneous, even though it's instantaneous. Well, I wasn't even thinking that I was thinking just like they, okay. <laughs> they already had like, she was already pregnant before any potential alien abduction at all. And she was okay, like, yeah. like, I was just already there. That's, that's what Mikey was saying as well. Okay. So maybe they're, maybe the aliens were just like, we're just straight up just, um, extracting his gene sequences just for, like their like for their own experiments for other things. Or it's entirely um, possible that perhaps. they they extracted that and then like basically gave the the fetus of um of the ex- new yeah. kid like a, a super serum to like buff him up, so he'll come out. All yeah, because they were saying they had to accelerate the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because they were saying they had to accelerate the process. Yeah, so um. Yeah, that could be the case. I was also thinking like this, the alien abduction thing all happened because uh, we don't like, yes, it, it just sort of comes to like suddenly like it, uh, like the, the bright lights are coming and then Sarah screams and he's back to reality. We don't necessarily know that the abduction happened like that night. It could have happened like earlier and he's just now like coming to and remembering like maybe he was recalling some of that stuff. Uh, because aliens t- in alien abduction stories, they tend to like ha- you tend to have like lost time, or like you'll suddenly go into a fugue state and remember being abducted. Um, like their their um, their neuralizer or agent or whatever they they use to uh, to uh, uh, amnesticize somebody after they they probe somebody. Um, like sometimes it wears off, and like months later, suddenly that person like is remembering all the shit that happened to them in the uh, in the abduction. That could have all happened like months ago, and we're now at this point where, uh, like, suddenly he's he's realizing it, and then Sarah screams, snapping him back into uh, to reality, and they're swerving out of the truck, and then she confesses that she's pregnant. Um, hence, we and that and the reason why in this story it's brought together those two things because that middle ground wasn't really important, and the two events are are what correlate together. 
yeah otherwise it is sort of like how did she get pregnant so fast (laughs) (laughs) and like honestly i take or leave it with like aliens (laughs) they're they're better than us (laughs) (laughs) they got better tech than us that whole uh, Clark Ashton Smith thing of uh, any advanced technology is indistinguishable uh, from magic. Yes, yes, indistinguishable to magic. How did I remember that. <laughs> I, I I just couldn't remember some of the words in it. That was all. It was. That's what I'm saying. I remember big words. Mm-hmm. I'm the dumb one. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if that caught. Yeah, I, I heard clap claps. <laughs> it was an Estevez clap. Uh huh. You say so. It was the golf clap. It was a it was a pity <laughs> clap. But um, okay, yeah, Mikey, that was a yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so my next actual thought here, um, is about whole, how the whole dream sequence, alien abduction stuff happens while he's driving, um. I feel like there needs to be something added. Uh, For me, it would have been better if there was a loss of time. So uh, basically, while he's cuddling Sarah, have him suddenly remember the last few days, weeks, months, uh, sort of insinuating that he's been under some sort of alien mind control. Yeah. Or have it like that fade into uh, the radio playing in the truck, and it says it's like uh, January third, and he's like, "I thought it was January 1st. Oh well, or those two days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something to have the sort of pregnancy be more of a shock, like basically the whole um the whole dream sequence is when he would be under the mind control of the aliens and thus when he's getting Sarah pregnant and then suddenly he snaps out of it and Sarah's pregnant. Okay. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I feel yeah. like there needs to be something more there, but You weren't happy that it just it, it it's jarringly just suddenly from alien abduction to tr- uh, near near truck accident and her confession that she's pregnant. <laughs> yeah, we also okay. You you want you want something to fill in that gap between like those two moments also, or those two scenes. Yeah. We also don't know if there actually was a um a loss of time because it doesn't go in to say that there was or was not. Yeah. So it's entirely possible that yeah. they were driving one night. And they got pulled up into a UFO. They're gone for a week, put back down at the same time of day in the same spot. So it didn't seem weird to them. Although a week has passed. Yeah. yeah like, again, like, yeah, I've heard stories of UFOs just being like people right out of trucks while they're driving and stuff. Or like, again, and yeah, like lost or, or people don't even notice that they're, they were pulled out and pulled out away. They're just like, they remember driving um, like on a back road or something. And then, like they 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 think they're they're suffering uh, road blindness or, or uh, what is it? Um, not road blindness. It's like road hypnosis. Um, and suddenly, like 
hours have gone by and they have no re- they they they've lost time like they don't recall what they were doing like they don't even remember drive like the, their drive mm-hmm. in those hours um they just suddenly have got from like point a to point b um and it's like wait how the hell did i get here oh, jesus i don't even remember driving that on autopilot <laughs> yeah exactly mm-hmm. um it's actually one of the explanations a lot of people have for alien abductions like or like people having supposedly like being alien abducted is that like that road hypnosis but maybe it is also aliens <laughs> that's the end of my actual thoughts okay and gamer okay already chimed in on my first one and i have nothing I'm sorry <laughs> just bring that back <laughs> uh, i try to move but i can't with dawning horror i realize that i can't even feel my limbs sleep paralysis yay and then yeah. by the end of it, my edit of uh, post reading, my post reading edit is and aliens. Wasn't there some like yeah. running jokes about sleep paralysis and sleep sleep paralysis and aliens on the on the show here? There there was long ago in a galaxy far, far yeah. away. Um Mikey, I believe, was like sleep paralysis. Like the aliens guy, but sleep paralysis. Yes. <laughs> I think those are the yeah. early days of of Mikey like mundanifying uh, abduction stories that we we do on the show. <laughs> well, it seemed like every scenario had them lying down and then alien. Yeah, no, you're right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's exactly what this is. <laughs> and and again, to to your credit, a, a lot of alien abduction stories sometimes can be chalked up to it was probably sleep paralysis. Yeah. <laughs> like the mind is a weird thing. <laughs> True dad. Okay, then um, it's to the abduction and stuff, and and then it gets to this part. Uh, they float closer. Um, I mean, I think that's in regards to the uh, the globes of light. They float closer, so yeah. close they can't see anything else. Close enough to burn. Close enough to, and then David, watch out! Sarah scream, startles me. Blah blah blah. As I swerve. So when I was reading that, as soon as uh. It said, like, David, watch out. I, I thought, like, Sarah broke out of containment and was, like, jumping in to save the day or something. <laughs> but, yeah. But no, yeah. It was just a dream. The... Or was it? Yeah, yeah, it was just a dream, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of hoping that she would have, like, broken out and they'd have, like, a fight on the on the UFO and then have to commandeer it and, like, yeah, crash yeah. it back down to Earth. All right, all right. So you just pull the skyline uh, plot, sure, or the skyline, the skyline ending. Whatever the hell that is, but yeah, it, it was a it was a movie from like the early the mid two thousands that were like spoilers for the end. Like the um, the protagonist like bra- breaks out of the alien like containment and rescues his uh, his girlfriend who's pregnant. Oh, okay. So it's this exact thing. It's a reverse. You're you're thinking of the reverse, yeah. like where it's the girlfriend breaking out of containment and rescuing her uh, her boyfriend. Mm. But yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they get back onto Earth, and then they swerve and all that, and then um, it gets to the part. Where, I didn't quote this specifically, but it gets to the part where he says that he reaches over and hugs her for a long time. When I was reading up to that point, I skimmed over the fact that he pulled the truck over. So I thought he was still driving <laughs> and was about to get in another accident. Yeah. It's okay, honey. We're in this together. Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's a little silly. Yeah, that was my fault though, not the story's fault at all. Mm-hmm. But that's all I got for notes. Okay, uh, so on to final thoughts then. Um, I'm going to partially recommend this story with a mostly positive partial recommendation, honestly, because there wasn't anything wrong with the story for me. It 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 still left me. It's it left me with this nagging sensation that there was more to this story that I'd like to know, and I I really would like to know. And apparently, based on what Mikey brought up from a, or what he's gleaned from the comments, there are there is a continuation. So I'm I'm happy. So, um, so but like yeah, like on, as a connected story, like I feel like this is sort of a teaser for something bigger, uh, and it left me wanting more, but from a certain point of view, like what I brought up with the, the whole, like it's an allegory. It's actually just a metaphor for finding out you're going to be a father and stuff of that. And the surreal and scary experience of, of that. Um, this is that this could actually be like, from that point of view, this could actually be a really nice piece of micro fiction to capture that, that, that experience. So, um, it, it, I'm in this weird space where it feels like it's a complete story, but it also feels like a teaser to something bigger <laughs> that it like it, it, and it, it ends off like too soon for me. So that's, that's why I'm partially recommending it is like, it's, I need to know more. <laughs> so maybe if I, once I read the other story, I'll be able to give it like a full recommendation, uh, but with a, a tag that it should be added on to the, to that story or like, uh, there's further reading, like it's a nice primer for that other story, but I don't know that until I've read that story. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to positively, partially recommend it. In regards to uh, the like the rest of the stories and how they are apparently all standalones, I don't know if they are all standalones anymore because, well, they're they're standalone but interconnected. So like. They they and I I originally perceived that to be like they were standalone, but they all take place in like Arthur's Wake or like they're all around like they're they're surround the whole because they're called the Wicker Saga. I presume that they they have something to do with the Wicker House or at least like they're all around the Wicker House. Like they may not have anything directly to do with that subject, but they're in the same universe. But this one is alluding sort of directly situation. to yes coming events where there's some huge thing that the humans have to deal with and the these aliens had to inter intervene to make a make a super saiyan on earth so they could deal with it so yeah like and maybe some of the other stories will be more standalone-ish than this one mm-hmm. is um and again like if you look at this one from from a certain point of view the jedi are evil <laughs> wow <okay. laughs> but yeah like from a certain point of view like this is um uh, th- this could be taken as a standalone, and again, just be an allegory for fatherhood. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think what it's at, what it was meant to be, is is sort of a primer for some, for some bigger story that's coming up. So, but yeah, I, I'm I'm done. I re- I partially recommend it. I liked it. I was just left in a liminal space afterward. Help! I'm trapped. Mikey, these tens for evil. Your verdict. So, uh, as I said before, 
my main issue with this uh, was the sudden pregnancy drop. Um, basically, like, sorry. I just didn't want to chime in both <laughs> times you said pregnancy drop. <laughs> Well, I, I'm I'm that asshole that's going to interrupt in the middle of a, uh, of a speech, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, whole alien abduction scene was fine. And then it breaks away to the truck, which is fine. And because we have the alien abduction, we know the whole DNA, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I'm thinking, okay, uh, I can see the pregnancy a mile away. And then it just suddenly hits, like, <laughs> um, basically because it's actually, like, one foot away. Uh, Fair. Yeah. So it basically hit way too fast for my liking. Um, okay. So that was my number one complaint. Um, now, I really want this to be alien. <laughs> but uh, I also really like Hultist Mundane take on this. That basically, David has figured out that his on and off girlfriend is pregnant, and he's coming to reality that he's going to be a father. Yeah. So, uh, I I like that take, um, because it fixes the sudden pregnancy issue that I have. Um. So with that, I'm going to give it a, a partial recommendation um, on the higher end with the mundane take, but on the lower end with the non-mundane take, unfortunately. Wow, so Aliens is a lower score for you. Yeah, because it... The alien in reality doesn't dive as well as it could. You really didn't like that jarring sudden like shift from like the uh, or like the, you really didn't like the hit them dropping the babe. <laughs> yeah, just the whole the whole pregnancy. Yeah, just suddenly like dropping the pregnancy like mo moments after this experience he has. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, then uh, I believe now is Gamer. Uh, for me, um, I don't know if I really feel like this story does anything new, unfortunately, because it's like sleep paralysis and aliens, you know? We've talked about that before. It's become a joke ages ago on the show. We haven't um, talked about it in ages since it was ages ago and all. Um, but that being said, like reading through the story, things are described well which is kind of a shame because as I said, the story stays within the lines a lot, so to speak. It doesn't really venture too far out from that. Um, like, yeah, it's up in the air if he was actually abducted or not. And 
yeah, I don't know if they did something to ensure that his next child will be the one to change humanity and all that. So there's a bit of extra plot, which same which kind of saves this from being a flat no, because it would be pretty bland and otherwise. But as it stands, the best I can give it is like a low partial. It didn't really enthrall me from reading it. Like like you called this, you're like chomping at the bit to hear to find out more. Now, I kind of am too, but I'm not like foaming at the mouth to find out. It just didn't really grab me for some reason. I think no, that's it may fair. have been the it was all a dream ending because it's kind of overdone, and I think that may have um, kind of pulled me out. Soured yeah, soured me a, a little bit on that. Yeah, no, it's a fair play. I mean, again, like we we have different tastes, so mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so low so low end recommendation for the most part. That's what I low partial. That's not a no. It wasn't bad. It just yeah, I didn't feel it was adventurous enough, and the okay. whole um, it was all a dream kind of sucks. I know Fair. it's like oh, or yeah. was it? But you know, it's still <laughs> it's, it, it's still there. It, like it, it, it's one of the options. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, so you actually you hate that you have more options. <laughs> like you hate that there's an extra option. It's like it was it a dream. It's like oh fuck. <laughs> well, it, no, it's. It, I, I I'm not like I'm not I'm not like 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 accusing you. Of I that. know. I was just making that as a funny. <laughs> it's basically like I mean this happens a lot where ideas that I have of what's going on in my head throughout the story turn out to be, in my opinion, more interesting than what actually happens because the revelation of it just being all a dream or it was it is kind of very cliche in my opinion. Yeah. Sometimes, if you if you read enough of these those kind of stories, it can kind of seem like a cop yeah. out. It's like the um, for me, it, honestly, for me, it's that uh, uh, I get that a lot with like asylum with movies where, with horror movies that deal with like going to an asylum, like a haunted asylum, and then it being revealed that it was all in somebody's yeah. head. Um, because it's always just in somebody's head. Like it's never actually something supernatural. It's always just like the investigator looking into this haunted asylum was actually a patient in the asylum. That's very, I'm, I'm sure that's like a Lovecraftian thing too, right? Like I'm sure he's done that. Uh, part of it is... Um, he likes his anticlimaxes, right? He does like anticlimaxes. Yeah, no, his, the anticlimaxes of, 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 of Lovecraft is that he passes out, wakes up in a hospital bed with a popsicle stick in his mouth because they're testing his, uh, his temperature. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. But like no, like legitimately, like like I I can count at least four or five stories off the top of my head in Lovecraft where he passes out after seeing the horrible monster, like so we never even get his escape. He, and then he's just he wakes up in a hospital bed and he's been unconscious for like a few days or weeks, and he never plans to go do the thing that he was doing before in his investigation from now on because he fears of what might come up of it. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's definitely again there there's cliche there's tropes and cliches that happen and like they're they're there for a reason but at the same time like there's also there's a reason why people get tired of cliches and, and or why they call them cliches rather than tropes uh, when they don't really care for them as mm-hmm. much. So yeah. Um. But all right, so I guess that's going to be um, I suppose one and a half 
recommendations out of three uh, when you compile them together. I suppose that's very right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that has been this week's episode. Okay, I, I would like to preface. I do hope the the story that apparently this continues to uh, like lives up to my hype personally. <laughs> For sure, I do want to preface. Honestly, like, yeah, because like reading it, if it I, follows like this and everything. And it, it goes somewhere and it's it's cool and interesting, then obviously I would also, just like you said, appreciate this story more as a primer to that other story. It just kind of it like yeah. stops before it gets interesting, more or less. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, I, I was kind of like biting at the bit for this one because it's like by the end it's like, ah oh, god damn it, not like I I really hope there's another story because like now I gotta like cause this definitely seems like it's continuing into something be- into something mm-hmm. more. Not not better, but like into something uh, greater than itself. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I I'm I'm invested at this point. I guess, I guess that's really what it is. Like for me, I'm invested to see what the next story is, and I hope it lives up to that hype. <laughs> I want to see Super Dave Junior. <laughs> yeah. So um, that has been this week's episode. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below, or this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. You can also send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com, where you can also send us creep pastas, SCPs, spooky things. You creep it, we'll peep yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and if you'd like to talk to us um, directly or more directly, uh, we're all on Twitter. Mikey is at the E stands for evil. The gamer in yellow is at the gamer in yellow, but without that W at the end, because his name is very long. It is. And I'm at review cultist. And if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon, look up Aldente Rigor Mortis and select the back of tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. For those of you that are our patrons, thank you guys immensely. Cause you're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you guys immensely. Because without your listenership, it would be like screaming into the void. And without your authorship, without your stories that you write and share online to spook people or to have them argue as to whether it's aliens or sleep paralysis or an allegory for uh, for fatherhood, <laughs> we really wouldn't have much of a show because we'd have nothing. To- we wouldn't be having that conversation. <laughs> So, thank you. Um, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I am Mikey. These stands are evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well. Sleep well.